Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor story jumpers welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast are you ready to hear a great story of course that's why you're a story jumper god is in the gently falling snow the river and the honeybee god is in the people you meet God is in the city streets and country lanes. God is in laughter and tears. No matter where you go, how you are feeling, or what you do, God is with you. This gentle, reassuring picture book by best-selling author Glennis Nellist and illustrator Sion James encourages children to notice God all around them in the ordinary people and places of everyday life. Enjoy this reading of Wherever You Are by Glennis Nellist. This is Wherever You Are, written by me, Glennis Nellist, illustrated by Sean James and published by Beaming Books. Wherever you are, God is there. God is in the whisper of the gently falling snow. God is in the daffodil as she begins to grow. God is in the leaves as they rustle way up high. God is in the ripples of the river running by. God is in the hum of the honeybee in flight. God is in the fireflies that twinkle in the night. God is in the colours of the rainbow arching high. And God is in the singing of a nighttime lullaby. God is in my neighbour as we rake leaves on our street. God is in the eyes of every person that we meet. God is in the stillness of a Thursday afternoon. God is in the city streets where cars honk horns and zoom. God is in the tears, in the sadness, in the pain. God is in the laughter and the hope that comes again. God is in the silence of the deepest, darkest night. And God is in the promise of each early morning's light. God is in each hand we hold, each goodbye that we say. God is in each moment of every single day. Wherever you are, God is there. Glennis, hello. Welcome back to Story Jumpers. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's one of my favorite places to be is with you on this podcast. Well, Glennis, to borrow a phrase, wherever you are is a favorite place of mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, Andrew. (laughs) I really enjoyed this book. It was a wonderful uh, rhyming almost 
exploration of the different places that we can find God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the illustrations are beautiful. You wrote the book, but did you also illustrate it? Oh, no, Andrew. No, no. I always tell people if I did the pictures, nobody would buy the book because <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't look good. Yeah, so I'm the author, so I wrote the book, as you said, and I wrote it in rhyme because I've always loved to write in rhyme. But the beautiful pictures, so as, a, as an author, I write the book and then I send it to my editor. She or he is like a teacher and they help you to get your words the best they can be. Like if you've missed a comma or a period, they'll help you with that. And then once the editor has made it, made the words perfect, then it goes to the illustrator and they read the words and it's their job to do the pictures. And so the wonderful pictures in Wherever You Are were done by an illustrator called Sean James. And I have not worked with Sean before and we've never met, but she did a beautiful job, didn't she? Yes, very beautiful. Um, you know, I think it's nice the way that your words bring images to our mind, but then the images that, that Sean painted, they continue to bring more emotions to us when we're looking at them. We think about ourselves being in those places. Or we have memories of being there with our family or our friends. So it really did a good job. The two of them work very, very well together in this book. Yes. And do you know, Andrew, when you write a book, it's a bit scary when you give your words to your editor because you don't really know how the illustrator is going to read your words and interpret them. And so, as you said, while I was writing the book, I had my own pictures in my mind of what the illustrations would look like. And sometimes they are the same, but sometimes they're different. And that's a bit scary because what if I didn't like them? But I love them, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It did turn out okay. There was one picture in the book very early on that I love, and it's a little boy looking out over a winter scene. And I, I love winter. So that, that picture really captured my heart. Is there anything important about that scene that you can share with us? Absolutely, Andrew. I am so glad that you asked about that illustration because that just happens to be my favorite too. I have two favorites for two very special reasons. But let's talk about the little boy at the window watching the snowfall. And that is, yes, very early on in the book. And Andrew, I have to tell you something. That is a real little boy. Do you know who it is? I can't imagine. Well, he that little boy is my grandson. Wow, that is so cool. I know. Isn't that amazing that my grandson ended up in a real book? Yes, it's really neat. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, his name is Xander, Alexander, but we call him Xander for short. And he is 11 now. So, but eight years ago when he was three, I 
I was so lucky, Andrew, I must be the luckiest grandma in the world because I got to take care of him. He didn't go to preschool, he came to grandma's house. And so we had lots of fun playing together and I taught him his alphabet and of course we read lots of books. And it was winter time and one day Xander was stood by the, my front window and it was snowing. And it was so quiet in the room. And it was, you know how when it snows outside, everything is quiet. And it was just a very quiet, peaceful moment. And it was so peaceful, Andrew, that I actually got my phone and took a picture of him. He didn't know. I took a little picture of him as he stood by the window. And then... After a minute, he turned round and he said to me, Grandma, where's God? And wow. so, yeah, it was such a very special moment where I knew that he, in his little three-year-old mind, he had been watching the snowfall and feeling something that made him think about God. Yes, wow. Yeah, and so... After that, we had a little conversation uh, about the fact that God is in that gently falling snow and God is all around. And Andrew, that was eight years ago. And I thought, well, that was a nice little moment with my grandson. And I ha had the little photograph to remember it by. And I never knew, Andrew, that all these years later, I would think about that little moment and write a book that explores wherever you are, God is there. Yeah, well, that was a good jumping off point. And I know many of us have those feelings sometimes where we're in a quiet moment or we're in the midst of some beauty um, and we think, wow, you know, either we think God must have done this. This was God's work. You know, he painted this, he did this with his hands. But then there are other moments where we think, where is God in the middle of this? I'm at, I'm at you know, in a troubled spot or I'm really upset or something's wrong. Where is God? Where is he? And this book does a good job of reminding us of that really, really well. Um, have you ever had that feeling, you know, like when things are tough and you're upset you're near tears. And, you know, no matter how we feel, how can you be sure God is there? Mm -hmm. I know it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Because, as you said, you know, when, when we're happy or it's a beautiful day or like that peaceful day when it was snowing, it's sometimes easy to feel God. You know, like, I love trees, Andrew, and... Um, I love standing under trees in the fall when the leaves are falling down. And it's easy to, for me, it's easy to think, wow, God is our creator and God is right here with me. But as you said, it's hard sometimes if you're going through a hard time, you might not always feel that God is with you. You might feel alone or you might feel sad. But you know, if we read the Bible, we know that Jesus had times just like we do. Jesus was scared 
Jesus had times when all his friends ran away and he was alone. And so we can know that if Jesus went through hard times, but God never left him, God will never ever leave us. And so even if we can't feel God, and you know God's invisible, so we can't see God, but God is there all the time, no matter where we are or how we're feeling. God mm. is there, and that's what I tried to write about in the book. Yes. Yes, and you did a great job of looking at different places, uh, different times of the year, different times, day or night, uh, good times, happy times, sad times, and scary times. Uh, and you remind us in every page that God is right there. So I'm wondering, uh, with the different seasons that were illustrated and spoken about in the book, do you personally have a favorite part about each season? <laughs> oh, I do. And sometimes people ask me, do I have a favorite season? And, you know, and I always think, oh, yes, I love fall because of all the different colors of the leaves. And then I think, but I also love summer because we get to swim in the lake, you know, but I also love winter. So I can't pick, I can't pick a favorite season, but I can pick a favorite part of each season. So, and I just mentioned a couple of them. I love fall when all the trees are um, gold and yellow and red and brown and you can scrunch through the leaves. Have you ever yes. done that, Andrew? I love that. Or jump in a big pile and watch them poof, explode all around you. <laughs> Isn't that the best fun? And do you know what? I used to love scrunching through leaves when I was a little girl. And now I'm a very old grandma and I still love scrunching through leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I love about fall. And then... So I'll just go through season by season. So then what do I love about winter? Well, I love the snow. Mm. And because I live in Michigan, it's very cold and it snows a lot. So you have to find a way to enjoy the snow. <laughs> and walk, <laughs> walking in the woods, Andrew, when it's snowing and quiet is so wonderful. And you can see little footprints of animals, you know, so... I love the snow in winter, and then let's think about spring. Well, see, because I'm a tree lover, what I love about spring is, you know, Andrew, when, when there's a time just after winter and you're waiting for spring and all the trees look dead, don't they? Like yes. all the branches are dark and they're bare, but then one day they start popping to life, don't they? like little green shoots and buds. And, and that's what I love about spring is new life. And, that, and then summertime, well, I, as I said, I think before I live in Michigan and there's lots of lakes here and um, we love swimming in the lakes. And my husband, he built, he built himself a boat. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yes, he's, he's very clever. He built a wooden boat and it's like a little houseboat. And so sometimes we can live on our little boat and go fishing and swimming and, and watch swans and things like that. So 
Yeah, I, how could you pick Sounds a favorite season? All the seasons are wonderful. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we, we all wish we could come visit you in Michigan and do all these adventures with you. <laughs> it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> so also the illustrations in your book, I happen to notice almost every page, there was a little animal or a pet. And, and I love animals. We have a dog, a couple of cats. We have horses, we have chickens, and we even have bunnies, not to mention all the animals that live in the, in the woods and the fields around us. So our family, we love animals and pets. What about you? When, when you were a little girl, did you have a pet? Well, um, let me just say, yes, I love it that um, Sean took my words and, yes, put animals all through the book. I think it's really fun for children to be able to spot the different animals in the book. So, well, well, when I was a little girl, Andrew, I had, you won't believe this, but I had four brothers and three sisters. I still have four brothers and three sisters. So if you're good at math, that's a family of eight kids. That's a big family, isn't it? That's huge. <laughs> yes, and it was a lot of fun. I love being part of a big family. But because my mom and dad had eight kids, they were wonderful parents. But my mom said, one day I said to my mom, I was about 12 or 13, and I said to my mom, one of my friends at school, his gerbil... You know what a gerbil is, Andrew? Like a little mouse. Yes. Yes. Well, is. well, one of my friends at school, his gerbil had babies, and uh -oh. I really, really wanted a, a little pet gerbil. <laughs> and I said to my mom, "Mom, can I have a gerbil, a pet gerbil?" And she said, "No." Oh. Yes, and I was so sad, Andrew, and I was a bit naughty. Do you know what I did? I went to my friend and I said, I would like a gerbil. And I brought it home in a little basket and I hid it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was, I was a bit naughty and I hope none of your listeners are naughty like me, but. <laughs> um, no, not like that. What did you do with a hidden gerbil? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun with that little gerbil until my mum discovered it, and I'll tell you how in a second, but that little gerbil, she was clever. I called her Coochie, and I, Andrew, I taught her a little circus trick. I taught her to jump on my head. She was so clever. <laughs> I did. I would hold her above my head, and I would make, I would say, now listen, Coochie, I'm going to count to three, and then after three, you jump on my head. And if she jumped too soon, I wouldn't give her a little nut, you see, her little seeds that she liked. And that's how I trained her. And I would hold her up and I'd say, ready, coochie, one, two, three, jump. And she would jump on my head and then she'd get a little nut or a seed because <laughs> she jumped at the right time. So we had a lot of fun, coochie and I, on <laughs> until... One terrible day. You see, Andrew, I, she lived in a little sewing basket, a little basket that would hold thread and needles and little scissors in case you need to put a button on something or sew something up. 
And my mom was a very good sewer. She liked to sew a lot of things. And guess what? One day she was looking for a pair of scissors and she opened the basket in, in the closet. It was in the closet on the top shelf and she opened it and it jumped out. Coochie jumped out and when I got home from school and I went up to the closet to say hello to Coochie, she was gone. (laughs) Oh no. Yes, and I was I I got in a lot of trouble and my mum said, I you you're not supposed to have a pet and she will have to go and live with your sister. And that's what happened. So Coochie had to go and live with my sister who lived in her own house just up the road. So I could still see her, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've got another storybook in that story. (laughs) Well, I've never thought about it. Imagine if the gerbil jumped out and landed on your mother's head. Yes. Then you'd have a... I think that might be a good story, Andrew. You've given me a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Glennis, you've given us all a wonderful idea in this story about God being with us wherever we are, however we feel. uh, He's right there with us. And we should be aware of that and appreciate it when we look, look around the world and when we see our friends and we spend time with our family. We should just be aware and be grateful that God is right there with us in it. Thank you so much, Glennis. Oh, you're welcome. And Andrew, can I just tell you one little thing about, do you remember my grandson when I took that picture of him? Well, when Sean was doing the illustrations, I sent the photograph to her. And so she used the photograph to do the picture of my grandson. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, very creative, and just a wonderful way to see how life, uh, well, how art imitates life, and now we can imitate your art, and we can just live in a way that helps us remember God is with us everywhere we go. That's right, and I hope that all the children and all the grown-ups who read that book will just remember that wherever you are, God is there. Parents. Glennis Nellist is author of multiple children's books, including Twas the Evening of Christmas and Little Mole Goes to School, which are both featured in other episodes of Story Jumpers. Glennis was born and raised in a little village in northern England. Her writing reflects a deep passion for helping children discover joy in the world. Learn more about her books at glennisnellist.com.